Welcome to JBB's Big Dip. I am Ray. I'm Mark. And the song you just heard was Bubble Yum by the Buffalo Band Personal Style off of their demo 2019. Newly released. And uh, you could hear that on Bandcamp. Or you could catch that band live November 10th with Fran from Chicago and RPG live at Electric Avenue. That's at the corner of Ellicott in West Mohawk. I believe it's West. Mohawk. It's right next to Mohawk Place. You can't miss it. So, I, you know, I think that this is important for uh, even, you know, sh- little shows like this. That's know? right. Like, here we uh, are. Episode one. That's, episode what's, one. What are we doing here? So uh, we have another podcast called License to Talk. That's a long form interview show. And we decided. Boys do a great job. Oh, thank you. We're, yes. We decided that, you know, not everybody has time to have like a whole life conference and talk about everything but you know we catch guys for like 20 minutes right. for example like uh later on you'll hear an interview mark did with nick aguilar of uh he's currently playing drums for mike watt and the missing men and he's playing 45 shows in 45 days and took time to talk to us and he, yeah. has, he has a super cool story about like getting double nickels on the dime and mm-hmm all that stuff. Yeah, it was a great interview. Thanks, Nick, for talking to us. Yeah, and, you know, he's just not like a jaded guy. Right, right. He was still, like, really excited, and I think that's what made him look younger. For sure. You know, He was just, uh, it was pure joy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was so into it. They were great. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So then, you know, we know that we're going to be talking about a lot of music that maybe, you know, even we sometimes don't know a lot about a lot of the bands we talk about. Right, true. We're just, you know, spitballing. Throwing yeah. some shit out. So we decided that we're going to put together a playlist every two weeks and just add all the music that we are talking about. That's right. And to you know, reach out to some people and uh, get some songs to add to the playlist as well. Yeah, for sure. So that's what we're doing. And uh, we're going to talk about some music. Yeah, like there's Naturally. a lot of music that like is around is a local around here or like some things that people don't go to see. Like you went and seen yeah. William Tyler and you said there was like 30 people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 people. Uh, it was kind of a sort of a last minute show, though. I know it was a Wednesday night, but uh, you wouldn't know. I mean, 30 people for some people, I guess uh, that could be disappointing, but he was super into it. William Tyler was just seemed really appreciative of everyone that was there. And it made it, you know, just a special little, 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 uh, what's the word? Experience. Yeah, but I nice. feel like nice. so he played with Yola Tango. I feel like that's when he made his like biggest wave. Uh, recently, recently, yeah, yeah, for sure. But he's been a name for a little while. But that was, uh, yeah, that was cool. It, there was a video of him playing a Grateful Dead song. Yeah, yeah, right. Was it before Hunter died? Or um, I th- according to the what I read about it, I feel like uh. <laughs> the scoop I got. Yeah, see? Um, no, but uh, I think it might have been William Tyler or someone from Yellow Tango said they played it, the song, unknowing that he had passed away. He had, he had already passed away. Oh, sorry, I had to rip <laughs> bury one into your seat. Uh, he had passed away and they didn't know. You know, they would. I, apparently they didn't play the cover for, you know, in tribute to him or anything like that. So it was just a... Uh, a thing that happened. 
So that's extra special. Yeah. We're talking about lots of extra special things. Yeah. Just See, I wasn't stuff. a big, I, I never really listened to William Tyler, but I love Yola Tango. So like if he's covering Yola Tango stuff. He does like, cover, I'm yeah. Tears Are In Your Eyes, great song. Yeah. Covers that. I'd probably check that out. He did a really nice version of Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac. But uh, his songs are really, really beautiful. If, if you guys listening out there have never heard of William Tyler, check him out. He has a record called Goes West. That's his latest release. And uh, yeah, it's very great. They're all, they're all excellent. Modern country and yeah, just good stuff. So when I looked up William Tyler, uh, he mm. had associated acts as the Silver Jews. Was he involved in that? He was. He was in the uh, Silver Jews at some point. Yeah. Early on, maybe. Not early on, but uh, not really sure when. But he was, yeah, Silver Jews, and uh, he was also in a group called Lamb Chop. But who was that dude that was in the Silver Jews? Oh, uh, that was David Berman, the guy who who passed. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that... Uh, it's so weird when, uh, like, a, a musician passes and it's like a guy that you've whose music you've always wanted to check out but you just never got around to it and then he dies and then he dies and then you feel like a uh, total fucking poser checking his <laughs> music out that's, that's why when um i was excited well not excited when not when <laughs> that's a totally wrong word but when daniel johnson died i i just happened to be listening to the record fun for a few weeks prior in my so you were in i was in man i was free to go i could like it was like post all you want about it you don't you know it's in my it's in my you cd player man all right doing it yeah yeah it's funny that happens all the time man yeah i uh who was it yeah it was daniel johnson that i posted on an, a twitter thing like weeks before that i did it again i was yeah. like yeah look at back there <laughs> i'm not jumping on <laughs> right yeah, yeah, yeah. I I back it up yeah yeah, yeah it's funny. Yeah, like that when Prince died, it, you, you felt like the whole world loved Prince, but it's like yeah. I uh, mean, I, you know, I was never a huge fan, but not I mean, a, you know. I was I was, was a, I Prince, was a big fan just, of him until I interviewed Leroy Caldwell Johnson. Oh yeah, um, check that out. License to talk. License to talk. Episode, episode seventeen. Is it really? I think so. Wow. Yeah, but no, but he was saying that he just stole all Rick James's stuff. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah. Or wait, the other way around. Rick James stole his stuff. No. Prince stole Rick James. Oh, pr- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Prince stole Rick James's shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Represent. That's not cool. No, not no. at all. And then we seen uh, Built to Spill. Built to Spill. And they're tr- coming around for their twentieth anniversary. Yeah. Of uh, keep it like a secret. So That's we right. knew we were going to see all bangers. That's yeah, absolutely. That's what we saw. Some bangers. Some shit. Some pants shit. <laughs> Doug March. Yeah. He ripped it. He, he had did. like a super young band. He's so laid back. He's so. But yeah, he drove himself to his show. Right. He's just like the Watt and the boys. That's There's right. A blue collar. Yeah. Musician for the people. Mm-hmm. Rock. He's he's jamming a cano. I know. When we talked to uh, the bartender, uh, we we're like, oh man, you know, Doug March is here. He's like that guy. Like that guy was sitting here all day. <laughs> I thought he was like a janitor or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he does seem like, you know, no offense, Doug March, but, you know, he just seems really like, you know, he probably isn't one to explore the city much. <laughs> yeah. He's of a town he gets to, but maybe 
He didn't find Buffalo that appealing or something. Who knows? I mean, he's Maybe been here a bunch. Right? That's right. Yeah. Whatever. But yeah, like, yeah, a great show. And then Fantastic. Toronto, we people in Buffalo don't use Toronto up enough. Not enough. Get out there, guys. Get out there. Shout out to Maker Pizza, Toronto. Delicious. Yeah. Go up there. Get that Traffic get, Thunder. Get that Pep God. Get that Pep God. Meet your maker. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> what else do we do up there? Um, we looked for parking. We looked for parking. And then we walked the wrong way for a while. That was my fault. No, it's all right. I was remembering no, but, wrong. But then we walked past the place, the kids in the hall place, which... The Rivoli. 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 Why is that hard for me to say? The, the Rivoli. Rivoli. I believe it's the Rivoli. I think that's where the kids in the hall uh took some their first you know first formed in one way one way or another we'll yeah. have to do an episode all about sketch comedy for sure because there's just too much but we're not gonna get to this interview with nick yet because toronto just was too cool to talk about we went and seen gord gord yeah, downey and the saw, tragically hip that's right last show was it their last toronto or second last toronto or it was in the mixer one of the three last shows so i don't know i'm sure they all had that Super. I, it was my last vibe. show. So we cried, man. Yeah, yeah there were tears. There was appreciation. Yeah, and now his son is said to be uh, linking up with other right. Canadian. Yeah, apparently. I don't know. Apparently, what do you think? I, I guess I got I got those eyes. I catch things, but they, I saw something about uh, possibly Kevin Drew and Gord Downey's son collaborating, and it might be speculation. Or, but either way, it's probably worth keeping your eyes and ears It'd open for so cool, for right? sure kevin drew obviously worked with with gord yeah uh quite a bit near the the end there right and he did and i hit. think he wanted i think he did gord downey in the sadies too i think he did you're right like yeah i, I love that for sure um but yeah, yeah i mean like all that's just like a lot of bands that mean a lot to uh america well in buffalo at least for sure Definitely. Well, the hip, yeah, the hip and broken social scene. There's, I think Buffalo's a special place for those those bands. For sure. Like, yeah. I remember seeing, what was it, 2004 when broken social scene came to the square? I think it was. It's about right. And they had all the superstars on the stage at that point. They did. They weren't yeah, it was great. Like there yet. It was cool. The good old days. I remember um, about a year, for a year, year and a half prior to that, uh, maybe sometime whenever you forgot it and people came out, I think Chris Groves had an early copy. It was like a different, different artwork. So it was, it was when it first came out, sorry, just buried another <laughs> one. Um, he lent it to me and th I've done this with other records. I think like I was telling you, uh, I did it with uh Minutemen, double nickels on the dime. When I was lent that, I, let it sit there, and I just stared at it for the longest time without ever like, yeah, I'm sure I'll fucking like it, but woo, whatever. Yeah. Just like a, a weird attitude, like, yeah, oh, so and so wants me to listen to that. Yeah, I'll get to it. Okay, you know, maybe a little, just arrogant or something about it, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, you want me to check it out? Yeah, I'll get to it. Yeah. Okay. And then when I do, it's like, why the fuck did I not listen to this? You know, a year ago when you lent it to me. So that's what happened with broken social scene and because of that i missed them playing at mohawk place with uh metric and stars which would have been a great great show to yeah. see but and uh, then the, like the, when you, the when square you, show was great was when like, you started listening to them at the start like it was like i felt like i was listening to like 12 bands yeah right you're like who is this now like, it's still broken social scene. <laughs> yeah yeah and then the side projects were and then you're like, oh, this is broken social scene and they're like no this is joni mitchell right, you right. stupid <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> 
I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, no, oh. Joey Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was exciting though. Yeah, that's a over the years. I don't know how many times I've been to Toronto, but I'm always down to go, man. Always, and everyone else out there should take advantage of it if you live close by, like we do. Yeah, you gotta Great get out city. there to Toronto. Get yeah. to make a pizza. Get to the big city. Get, get to, to that maker pizza. Get, get that, that fucking maker. pep god. Do it right. <laughs> For but the kids. Find some dessert afterwards, though. So I don't think we did. Did we? No. No. We no, no, no. drank chocolate milk. Oh, you guys, you got the bubble tea. I got that shout before. Out, shout out to the bubble shout tea. Shout out to place. bubble tea. Yeah. Shout out to Maker. Toronto Get that pep cut. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so we uh, we had a great time. And uh, I've had some not so great experiences. Yeah, there, JB, yeah, you were telling dude. me. You were telling some, me about some stuff, JB. Some stories that could have could have been great, but they ended up just being kind of downer stories. But. Uh, yeah. When I was like 16 or 17, a friend and I took his dad's car, unbeknownst to his father, to see uh, Blink-182. It was like a show we just found out about. Um, you know, we were big fans, but we didn't know they were playing Toronto that night, so it was probably 6 o'clock. We decided to take his dad's car, head up there. We don't know if there's tickets or not. Uh, no idea. So yeah, you know, totally 17-year-old decision. And uh, so we get up there, and of course it's sold out. So we walk out, we're standing by the, there's a hot dog, there's like a street meat cart out there. We're standing by there and I recognize the guy getting a hot dog as the bass player for the opening band, Assorted Jelly Beans. Um, they may or may not make the playlist. We'll see. <laughs> we'll um, have to see if they're on there. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I recognize him. He came up to us because the show had started. I think the Vandals were playing. They were playing before Blink. Um, and uh, he was like, hey, why aren't you guys inside? We're like, wow, it's sold out. We drove up from Buffalo. Total bummer. He was like, oh, all right, give me a second. Let me see what I can do. So he kind of got us a little excited, you know, and he, he came out, had this look on his face, like, sorry, guys, you know. He's like, and he had his hand behind his back, and he whipped out two backstage passes. So, you know, super exciting for us, you know. And he knew what you guys were in for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hold the sweaty clothes. No, he... uh <laughs> Yeah, so we were in there. We, you know, it's cool. This was like just when Travis Barker joined. I think two weeks prior. Um, so it was an interesting time. Good time to be a fan of that band. And uh, yeah, we ended up backstage after the show. And I remember Mark Hoppus walking up to us and said hi. You know, good show. And then I was said to him. I asked him a stupid question like, "How's tour going?" Like, obviously, it's going fucking great. I'm sure, but. He it's didn't. Like, you're not chicks. Yeah, yeah. Stop I, talking to me. Does not compute. <laughs> yeah, he like didn't respond either. He didn't hear me. I'm gonna say he didn't hear me, but I think he was just ignoring me. And uh, and then he th- kind of set his sweaty clothes he just played in on the floor next to me. And he's like, "Hey, you guys mind watching this?" And he walked away. I don't think he waited for an answer. And uh, he walked away because he was uh, looking for you were like, chicks. Yeah, yeah. Like you're either doing my laundry, right, right, or having sex with exactly. me. Exactly. You're doing laundry. Yeah. <laughs> so we watched his laundry. Watched it for about twenty minutes. Stared at it, waiting for it to do something. Him to come back. Yeah, yeah. That's what we were waiting for. And then, then you put your noses up and smelt that hot, some, fresh pizza. Smelt some pizza, and we found. Did uh, they make a pizza about Tom, that guy? Tom DeLong in the back eating some pizza. Kind of, you know. You know, wanted to seem like he was being nice. You know, he smiled and said hi, and then he just kind of was like, "All right, you guys done?" You know, <laughs> you're not chicks. <laughs> you're not chicks. <laughs> yep. You're either eating this pizza or having sex with me. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't. Um. You know, we didn't really care. It wasn't like 
you know, it was cool to cool to be backstage, but we didn't, uh, you know, we didn't have high hopes or anything. So we left happy. You know, it was like perfect, great. Uh, and his dad's car breaks down on the way home on the QEW. Busted. Windows down. Busted. Yeah. So we ended up sleeping in the car, and uh, my dad came out and picked us up. So Wilbur to the rescue. Thanks, Dad. It's a good part of the world. Yeah. To be in. And if I want to see a, a band or or go to something bad enough, I don't. I won't yeah. Uh, yeah, not you, go if I don't have company. It's fine. You were pretty adamant about seeing Mike Watt, though. I was going to go. I was going to go regardless, but luckily uh, I know, and I'm yourself glad I and went, Brother Bill I'd, joined. I've never seen him before, but I mm. was a huge fan. You know, like I, yeah. I loved like the Minutemen. I, I listened to that Double Nickels on the Dime album for sure as well. But you know, uh, I'm glad that you you you, you Made us all go. Yeah, I had I, I've seen Watt the last three times. He's come here to Buffalo, um, once with the Missing Men, with Tom Watson and Raúl Morales, and then he played with uh, a couple of Italian gentlemen at Sportsman's Tavern. I forgot the name of that project. Um, and then the third time, I don't know if it was with Build as the uh, second man or, but it was with uh, Tom Watson again and Jerry Trebotic. And uh, I got to say, like. Jerry Trebotic and Raul Morales are both incredible drummers. And um, I mean, I, should, I figured Mike Watt would, you know, find a good guy. Whoever, you know, I read the name Nick Aguilar, and it wasn't like, oh, it's not it's not uh, Jerry or Raul. It's not Raul because Raul's in The Missing Men. Um, but, you know, he totally, like, filled those shoes. I don't know if it, you know, felt like that to him, that he, he had shoes to fill. But yeah. he's a pretty – I mean, he's – man it was really fucking awesome absolutely like high energy they banged out songs one after another yeah, yeah. straight through great show yeah great show and uh so i i knew we had to go i wasn't gonna you let you guys not wrong go. no no yeah thank you once in a while yeah so uh for those of you that don't know uh about the Minutemen, um you know there's this book you can uh read all about them Greg dropped me off this book. It's called Our Band Could Be Your Life. They got a whole chapter in there. It's probably a book you but, and I should have read a long time ago. Yeah, and it encouraged me to read, uh, you know, at least that chapter. Yeah, that's you were showing me that chapter about the Minutemen. Uh, that's really cool. Written that's by Michael Azarad. But Michael the it's Azarad. that that's a funny uh, hey, Greg. Pa- passage that you showed me because it's totally uh it was a dynamic there the clips of or little snippets of interviews in there but it, it showed a dynamic that I didn't know existed in that band with them kind of getting at each other yeah like arguing and Watt stuff and Boone. yeah, yeah. cuz i don't think that's in uh we jammy cano at all really i think they kind of like razz each other a little or like argue yeah. but not like that was kind of like it was intense yeah well it brought it full circle for me yeah. to go and see him i mean that was really cool and mm-hmm. nick just a uh, really nice guy, and I just reached out to him on Instagram, and he was more than willing to uh, to talk to us. So I was really happy to see that somebody's just really excited to be out there, absolutely doing what he's doing, and he was awesome. Yeah, like super talented young guy. Lots of lots of years ahead of him. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, what he does next. Not that he's thinking about it, but. Uh, <laughs> It'll be interesting. Yeah, I think he's having a lot of fun right now, as you guys will hear. So without further ado, why don't we get into that interview? Yeah, this uh, we took a phone call um, last Thursday night when he was in Pittsburgh on his 17th 
uh, stop in the tour. 18th. 18th stop was, on the yeah. tour of 45. Yeah. Which is uh, incredible. So enjoy. And uh, this is episode one of JB's Big... JBB's. Uh, we, we'll get it. This will be JBB's <laughs> Big Dip. Thanks for listening. All right, we got uh, Nick Aguilar. He's touring right now with uh, Mike Watt and the Missing Men. And we seen him the other night in Toronto. And man, how awesome was that? I mean, you tell me. Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> I felt like everybody was into it and, you know, it sold well. Yeah, man. It was cool. I mean, I personally really enjoyed playing that show. I don't know why. I think I was just really pumped up i was feeling really good physically and mentally um martin bc's uh opening band i don't even remember what their name was but they opened up and their drummer kind of blew my mind a little bit i think his name was ryan and uh i don't know they really warmed up the stage and i think they kind of inspired me a little bit to like all right fuck i gotta live up to that (laughs) so yeah so a lot of that had to do with that you know it was my first time ever playing in uh ontario I've only ever played uh, shows in uh, British Columbia, Canada, and, like, you know, there was a lot of people there, and I was like, fuck, you know, it's like, I don't want to let anybody down. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I totally feel you. Yeah, Toronto is a cool, cool place to play, isn't it? Oh, dude, yeah, I definitely want to come back very, very soon. Um, But, uh, yeah, so you guys are doing 45 shows, no days off. Have you ever toured anything like that? No, this is actually only my, uh, so this is only my third real tour ever. And yeah, so it's kind of like throw me in with the wolves. I've only ever done two other tours. I mean, one was like a week, so I don't really count that. But uh, I did another tour with uh, my other band, uh, the Neighborhood Brats, back in early 2019 from, it was like pretty much most of uh, April it was like a string of the days with the adole- were with the adolescents, and that was about three and a half weeks. And uh, and then I did a year, two week European tour with them. So those have been my only two like proper tours. Um, so this is like my first big boy tour. Was that? And, was, were those on your own dime? Yeah, I mean we, uh, the, yeah, those they were all very DIY uh, shows. I mean we have booking agents in both uh, my band, my other band, Neighborhood Brass. We have a booking agent in a in europe and uh, a booking agent as well in the u.s now too um his name is uh michael prenner uh he runs taken by surprise records in europe and then another guy is another guy you might be familiar with his name is brian um he's the singer of uh, the band nightbirds uh Mm. from new jersey okay yeah he he books our uh, our u.s shows so yeah Everything, uh, you know, was handled by agents, which is nice. But, you know, we do everything on our own. You know, everything is very DIY still. So you guys are jamming Econo now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially especially with Watt, you know, it's like, you know, he has an agent as well that helps, you know, with the booking and everything. But, you know, we do everything ourselves, um, loading in, loading out, settling, merch, sound checking. Uh, you, you know the whole shebang but like i said man it's uh i don't have a problem with that it's it it it's really i don't know you get us you get more of a sense of like yeah i'm 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 working 
as well, you know? It's so cool to be a working musician. It's it's a yeah. very rare thing. What tour what what show are you guys on right now uh, out of 45? This is show number um I think 18 is tonight, show number 18. And this is doubling P- anything that you've done before. Oh, you're in Pittsburgh? Oh. Yeah. If you know anything about Buffalo, we probably just hate one person from every city. And right now you're in uh, Sidney Crosby. We don't like Sidney Crosby here. Do you have sports teams? Where Where are you from? Uh, I'm from L.A., Los Angeles. I, I, I was never really a sports guy. It's kind of more my, my dad. Um, I do like the Dodgers, but uh, that's kind of the only – baseball is kind of the only uh, the only sport that I pay attention to and with any sort of sense whatsoever. don't really care about football or basketball or really anything. Um, but, you know, it's funny. My dad is a – big fan of uh roberto clemente who's from uh you know he played for the pittsburgh pirates he's originally a puerto rican you know so i have a lot of knowledge about him so whenever i think of pittsburgh i think of the pirates and roberto clemente specifically well interesting so how how does this all happen this is like an epic group huh yeah man i mean so basically like um I met Mike when I was, I guess I could probably give you like the, the short spiel of the, how it all came together. But, um, you know, my dad is a bass player and he got me into music at a very young age. I mean, my first musical memory was hearing the song by Rush when I was uh, five years old. It was uh, the song New, New World Man, which is like, I don't know, track six or something on Signals. And, uh, you know, that was kind of my first memory of music in general. I was like, hmm, I think I like music kind of thing. You know, I picked up guitar when I was eight, but it wasn't really my thing. I put it down. I didn't really, you know, put a lot of time into it, but I had a neighbor, um, that played guitar and, uh, he didn't have a drummer. He was like 13 at the time and I was 10 and he was like, Hey man, you should learn how to play drums. So I kind of got behind it, the kit and was like, it kind of came natural, like, you know, just a regular quarter note beat. And I think the reason it came natural is because, um, you know, I, was already familiar with music and rhythm you know my dad grew, grew, grew me up with you know rush black sabbath blue oyster colt deep purple sly and the family stone james brown you know anything that he listened to but it wasn't until i was 12 years old when i discovered uh, punk rock in general and stuff because uh if you're familiar with mike's uh one of his projects mike watt and the second men um pete mazich uh is the organ player for that band and he also works down on the docks um uh, for um longshoring work which 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 my dad does and uh, my dad and pete worked together and my dad you know found out from pete that um pete you know has played in a bunch of bunch of bands and you know pete mentioned that he plays with this guy named mike watt and he asked my dad if he's familiar he's like oh no not really i don't really know the man men are stuff he's like oh your son plays drums here give him this cd and uh he gave my dad a cd of double nickels on the dime to give to me and uh, my dad brought it home, and uh, I was very intrigued, first of all, by the cover, because the cover, as you know, has Mike Watt driving on it, um, driving towards San Pedro. So I was, like, very intrigued by the fact that, like, hmm, this band is from where I live and where I grew up, and it has, you know, a freeway that I recognize on the cover. And I'm like, hmm, this must be kind of interesting so i remember I, I i put the cd in my computer and like i don't really remember exactly the exact moment or anything but you know i was like i just remember thinking this is punk and you know i only kind of knew like very very surface level shit like you know the ramones and misfits and stuff like that yeah. and um 
so I was like, this is punk? You know, it was kind of like classic rock and like kind of like, you know, like weird and jazzy and funky. I was like, man, and the lyrics were funny and the song titles were borderline hilarious. Like, you know, this ain't no picnic and the roars of masses could be farts. And long story short, I kind of fell in love with it. And then, you know, when you open up the CD case, you see like SST records on it. And then with the power of the internet, you look into what the hell is SST records. And then you discover, you know, black flag. And then you discover, you know, the meat puppets. And then you start to find out about surrounding punk bands at the time, like the circle jerks and X and, pretty much any band that was in the decline of Western civilization. And then, you know, then you, from the, from then on, you know, the, you just goes further down the rabbit hole. But long story short, Pete's like, Oh, Nick, you should learn a song uh, and play it with me and Mike at a show. I'm like, okay. So I learned this ain't no picnic and I'm like 12 years old. And I go up on stage at a show that they were playing at DP Piazza's in Long Beach, California. And, um, Jerry, the second man drummer, sits out for a song, and, you know, I get on the drum kit. I'm, like, this 12-year-old chubby kid with a bull cut, and, like, I think Mike thought, had the impression that he was, like, you know, doing his friend's friend, like, a favor, you know, like, he didn't really, he thought, he didn't really know it was going to be, but, long, you know, bottom line is, I kind of played it really well, and I kind of blew his mind, I think. I, I mean, I don't want to say I blew his mind, but I think he was just, you know, a little, like, impressed, like, you know, oh, this 12-year-old kid kind of nailed the song, and then, he invited me to uh, to the next show that he was going to play a couple months later, and you know, asked if I wanted to play uh, a couple more Minutemen songs. And until I was about like 13, 14, 15, 16, I would kind of continue to be like the little cute, like special guest <laughs> at his shows that would fill in. And um, I kind of stepped back from doing that uh, voluntarily when I kind of stopped, when I thought it stopped being cute. But um, when I turned, when I was like 19, Jerry broke his arm and Raul, the missing men drummer, had some sort of surgery and I forgot what it was for. And so they were out and I filled in for like two or three gigs full time. So Watt knew that I was capable of playing a full set, no problem. And um, so how this tour came about is, you know, Watt has been planning to do a tour for, uh, you know, with Missing Men for a while. And he kind of put it in the back of my head that, hey, I might need you kind of thing. And, um, you know, I made sure that I, I would do everything that I could to make sure that I would be available for it. And, uh, yeah, now here I am. Show number 18. That is um, an amazing story. Yeah, it's pretty fucking it's surreal. Uh, you know, telling it to someone else, you know, it's kind of like holy shit that's so cool kind of thing and don't get me wrong hell yeah it's fucking Fuck amazing yeah. <laughs> and i and i'm so uh i'm so grateful blah 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 and all and all of that and everything like but um you know it's kind of like uh, you know it's how i grew up that's why it's not so weird to me you know i mean you had to keep your chops up like you took the years off and still kept the chops up to do it you know that's yeah cool. yeah exactly you know you 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 know the songs and you listen to the songs but you, you don't really know them until you get in a room and practice them you know it's a whole another thing because we play a lot of the old you know songs differently and you know we do our own little our own uh, fling to it and all that so yeah i mean it just grinds out it was like boom 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 that it was yep. so intense it was yeah awesome. we try to do it like one big song with no stops you know waddle likes to talk a little bit you know which I totally for, you know, I can't stand when bands fucking <laughs> preach in between every song. And just, so oh my God. I mean, he's a commander. 
like yeah just it's so cool yeah. like the bass is the drum you know you get you're following like the master it's so cool yeah man it's like uh it's like it's a you know when me and when me and him and tom lock in it's really like a synergy like you can't even describe i've never had more fun or more personal enjoyment uh playing with those guys and not only is it great for me but you know i could tell that it's great for the audience members too you know a lot of it is like you know it is kind of like show busy you know it's like you wanna you wanna like when i go see a band i want to fucking be entertained man like i want to i want to i, I want to see that they're having fun i want to see them be dynamic i want to see them you know look like they're happy to be there um there's too many fucking bands these days that just play for the sake of i don't know feeling like they're yeah. getting off but like you know i i, I want to make sure you know i want to get off as well when i play but like i i also um want to uh hold on guys sorry i'm grabbing my bag really quick um yeah um I want to make sure that I didn't let the crowd down. That's the most important thing to me as a drummer. You know, I'll always fucking hate myself after if I feel like I played like shit or if I half-assed the performance where I knew I could have done better. And yeah. It didn't seem like you guys were phoning it in at all. And, you know, the way that I don't know. Well, yeah, man. I mean, me me and Mike, you know, it's not with Tom, you know, starting at the beginning of July of this year, you know, him and I both live in Pedro, only 10 minutes away from each other. So him and I made an effort to practice every day until he left for his tour with Flipper. And uh, then when he got back, we had three weeks to tour and then we did it every day again. So him and I practiced for probably like consecutively every day for about a month straight. Wow. Oh, sorry. I burped. Oh, and uh, yeah. And, you know, there's no excuse because, you know, he likes to do short little practices every day because that's how you really jam it into your muscle memory. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so did you does he ever just like come up with a song you're going to do or you guys bashed this all out like before um, you got out there? Ultimately, it is up to him. Um, but like, you know, he first he kind of makes like a song, like a song list in like a ABC order of like potential songs he wants to do for the tour. Yeah. And then he starts to, you know, mix it in to make like a potential set list order. And yeah, it is generally pretty much up to him. Yeah. As a as a fan, uh, what do you want to play? <laughs> as a fan, what do I want to play? Man, you know, it's funny. A lot of the songs that he picks specifically for this tour are most of the ones that I want to play, uh, actually, you know, which is already good. You know, the only songs that Missing Men used to do that I wish we were doing for this tour uh, was uh, a few Wire songs. Like, he used to do Three Girl Rumba a lot, and X Lion Tamer, and 106 Beats That a lot. And I fucking love those songs. And uh, those are the only ones that I wish we could be playing. But other than that, the set's great, man. You know, we do a mix of, you know, old stuff that he wrote back in the Minutemen days, uh, Stooges songs, Rocky Erickson songs, Blue Oyster Cold songs. You know, basically a mix of his catalog and a lot of songs that had great influence on him as a player and a musician and as a person. Yeah. It's funny. Sometimes when you, you know, Buffalo, it's not like huge music. It's big more on sports and stuff. So like when you yeah, say, yeah, like, there's like not a lot of bands from Buffalo. Is there, um, there are a lot of bands here. There's a lot of really, really good bands here, but you know, it's just like, you, you got to figure out how you're going to do it. You know, yeah. it, it, there's not a lot of like uh, people who are in the profession of making musicians yeah. and making people make money. 
but you yeah. know it exists and it's the clubs are cool and that there's a little scene you know it, it happens but like yeah when you're like oh this guy was a, you know he's in the Minutemen, he's in this and then you're like oh he was a stooge you know and then mm-hmm. I was like whoa like what? yeah yeah dude i mean he was in the fucking the greatest rock and roll band of all time you know and he, even though he wasn't an original member like that's fucking big shoes to fill yeah and he know? played with uh he played with like pearl jam right didn't he play with like a mixed band with uh, well in, when mike d- did his solo thing in 95 the the ba- his backing band was eddie vetter dave Grohl, and i think william goldsmith uh and a couple other people i don't know but that was like in support of his bullhog or tugboat album Oh, man. so cool though unbelievable yeah. yeah yeah so how's the road treating you how do you how do you like touring this hard it's been a it's been pretty damn pretty damn well so far you know there's a show every day you know a lot of people you know say that's like oh my god that must be crazy but it really hasn't been that bad so far man you know why because there's nothing i hate more than having downtime on the road like you know, it's like, then that's when you start to get bored and you start to get lost in your own head. And then that's when you start to question your entire life existence, you know, in a fucking, uh, when you're stuck in a van for five hours. But like, you know, we have a job every day to do. So that was kind of what has been keeping me going on the road. I'm just excited to play every night in a new city with new faces. And hopefully, you know, I give them a good show because there's really no better feeling than that. Yeah, and I couldn't do much research on you, but I did see that you had an Instagram post about pissing in a bottle, piss bottle man. Oh uh, yeah, a- <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm still I'm still getting used to that. Uh, I I fucking you know, Watt only pulls over for dumps, and uh, yeah, so I'm 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 still getting used to the piss bottle thing. I just always pull a scared turtle, like I don't know, I, it's just like as soon as I whip it out and I have to go really bad, it just goes right back in. It's like man, just fucking come out, dude. Uh, what are your some projects that you're going to be working on when this is done, or is there a future? Uh, um, I don't know, man. I mean, I know Mike had plans for a new Missing Man, uh, a new Mike Watt and the Missing Men album, and uh, I don't know um, uh, when he's going to want to record that and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to be busy with other bands when I get back. You know, I'm not, I'm not really trying to think of it too much. I'm just really trying to do my best to take it day by day and enjoy every day as much as I can. That's awesome. Well, you know, you're deserved of this spot. It is so cool and very unique. I mean, he, he did tell me, he did tell me, you know, after the first practice, which was really rough, you know, I just got in the car all awkwardly like, fuck, that went horrible. But, you know, and like he was, you know, telling me this and this and that. And he was just like, yo, he's like, he's like big. He called me big man. He was like, big man. I wouldn't have asked you to do it if I knew you couldn't do it. So it's exactly it. That is awesome yeah. inspiration dude yeah, well man. i'm gonna let you get to it um but thank you so much for taking time for me and uh you know hey no thank you for having me man this is uh, this is this was fun quick and fun yeah and uh, i'll i'll keep keep in touch with you and you know maybe we could talk to you when it's all over and see it see how it went see what you got cool. going on pleasure man you uh you take care all right you too man thanks a lot Drop it.